You're listening to Fusion Patrol, a listener-supported podcast. Each week, we take a single episode of a science fiction TV series, movie, or audio and overanalyze it to within an inch of its life. Welcome to the discussion. Hello and welcome to another episode of Fusion Patrol. I'm Eugene. And I'm John. And tonight we'll be looking at two more episodes of Logan's Run, episodes 10 and 11, Future Past and Carousel. Let's first take a look at Future Past. Do not ask me why it is entitled Future Past. No, it should be titled D is for Dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Pew, pew, pew. Oh, yeah. All right. Episode synopsis. Two of Francis's minions are hot on the tail of Rem and his pets, but through a bit of subterfuge, Logan stuns his pursuers and Rem disables their vehicle. They proceed on until they find a fabulous art deco building and a beautiful caretaker, Ariana. Rem sparks every time he's near her. She leads Logan and Jessica to comfy beds where they soon fall asleep and are connected to a dream analysis machine. Rem demands to know why and learns that, like himself, Ariana is an android, and her job is to put people into the dream analysis lab. They cannot be awoken, or they will die. They must let the dreams continue. Meanwhile, Francis camps impatiently for the night. Through a series of clips from previous episodes and newly shot footage played through prisms and repeated over and over again, we are privy to Logan and Jessica's dreams. But honestly... I don't care. They might they might die, blah, blah, blah. Rem and Ariana are falling in love, which is, of course, impossible. Then they get into a lover's tiff. He shoots her. She threatens to shoot him back. He sweet-talks his way out of it. And together, they come up with a plan to save the sleepers. Francis arrives and kills Ariana, captures the newly awakened Logan and Jessica. Logan tries to convince Francis that the sleep analysis machine is actually the way to sanctuary, and he falls for it. Rem and his pets escape once more, but not before repairing Ariana at a tearful farewell. Future past. Uh, I completely yep. forgot to look up the uh, the writer of this, or even, I think, even jot down the name. Yeah, I didn't even... I didn't even jot it down, but uh, I hope it's not Harlan Ellison or something because this was a. If I did, stinker? it's been uh, it's been blurred and obscured by my tears from watching the episode. Well, and and just you know, disclaimer: it's been over a week since I watched the episode due to a uh, scheduling issue with recording, so I, I didn't go back well, and I- watch it again, and um, I-, I honestly had to reread my notes to remember what it was about, and then I. Read my notes and I'm like, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that one. Okay, we're so. What did you uh, think? Have obviously you you loved it based on your comments so far. Um, oh yeah, <clears throat> yeah. My uh, my alternate title D is for dumb would be the D level of sleep that the uh, mm. patient achieve. Uh, if they go that deep, they die. It's like what 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 kind of of uh, of, of sleep business is this? Uh, w- once again, this is this quite possibly the beginnings of the sleep parlors from the movie, or f- sorry, from the book mm-hmm. that you go to to be euthanized once you uh, got to the age of carousel. 
Yeah, no carousel in the books for those who are. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you, just, you just went into a sleep and. Yep. They just euthanized you. Yeah. And chucked you in the recycler or something like that. Probably. Yeah. Turned you into soylent green. Exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, let's let's look at the elephant in the room here. Oh, sure. I think we've said it before, but never has it been as clear in this episode. The star of this show <laughs> is Rem. Yep. If I were Gregory Harrison or Heather Menzies, I would have been absolutely furious about the direction that this show has taken. They are they are pointless appendages to Rem. And yep. obviously the writers let this happen. I I don't know why. I mean, they, they surely didn't have enough time to get early returns and people go, oh, love the Rem character, boost him up. But it just, you know, I think this is going to be a case of the bar was pretty freaking low back then. I think it was about the height of a one Lego block. Uh, if you could get over that, then you were fine. You know, don't need any polishing. Don't need any uh, uh, exploration of you know, does this violate anything that we have inadvertently created in canon, previous episodes, uh, writer's guide. No, it's no. you know here. Here's a paragraph. Uh, go see the movie, and I'll forget most of it, and and that's it. Yeah. I the other thing about this episode and. Wow, I, I'm pretty sure that it was, was it Fear Factor just two episodes ago where I said it was a really weird clip show? Yeah. This yeah. is a really weird clip show. Yeah, it's like somebody had the idea of, you know, we usually make an episode of flashbacks to, you know, save money. Let's try doing that and make episodes at the same time. Yeah, it's like we have yeah. two half flashback episodes <laughs> and two episodes. This one is all about this this episode is all about rem with interspersed bits yeah. about logan and jessica which are either flashbacks that make no sense because they're not in context or or they're newly constructed scenes that are just a couple of really simple i'm running down a corridor through some prisms and let's play it over and yeah, over. I, I would say that this also uh, solidifies the idea that the dwellers of the Dome City trademark do not have very much depth. <laughs> if that is the measure of their uh, psyche having a field day and uh, going out about its spheres and whatnot, then uh, yeah, yeah. And, and okay, so we have this bizarrely weird episode that's about Rem, and we'll talk about Rem's story. And then we have this hodgepodge of just flashbacks. Well, they're supposed and stuff. to be dreams, so they're yeah. not supposed to make a lot of sense. Heck, that one scene where Logan's in the cave and the Sandmen are taunting him are right out of. Don't remember which one it was, but I mean, it was a, an early oh, it was episode. Like the first episode, yeah. It was very early. Maybe it was the Collectors. Uh, could have been the one with the aliens that were collecting people and and doing some tests on them. Yeah, I think it was. Anyway, doesn't really matter. It just it's a really weird structure. And then there's the third really weird structure. And that is beginning of the episode, Sandben are chasing Logan and he outsparts them. And he doesn't hurt them, he shoots them, you know, with exactly. his stun gun. And you think, well, clearly this is another episode without Francis. Right. But it's not. That and should have been Francis chasing them at that point. 
But instead, it's just two no-name sandmen that we don't see again in this episode. And right. then later, Francis and another no-name show up, and pretty much the first scene we see of them is they're driving along, and the other one's going, you know, it's getting dark, we should camp for the night. <laughs> and Francis, I've got to catch them, I've got to catch them, got to catch them all. And he said, yeah, we, you know, they, we gotta, we gotta stop for the night. All right, fine, we'll stop for the night. But first thing in the morning, we're gonna catch them. And then they do their we're whole camp. Show boss, we're gonna camp first, though. Yeah, and his and, name was Clay, after all. Yeah, he lived up to that. Oh boy. And then they, they have we're cut throughout the night of them at the camp, and Clay's trying to sleep, <laughs> and Francis is like, "I'm not sleeping. You know, you, you should get some sleep, boss." It's like, oh, they're out there. I know they're out there somewhere. Popped <laughs> up on, on City of Dome amphetamines. Yeah, or something. Jeez. And what about what about in the morning when he wakes up? First light, Clay is asleep. Francis is still awake. And what is the fr- think about this. What is the first thing he does to Clay? Who is Get in the car and go. Yeah, yeah. Clay is lying on a blanket, asleep. They've got their gear strewn out like you would if you set up camp, mm-hmm. right? And he wakes up to him, and he goes, it's like, wake up, and he throws his gun at him. Come on, let's go. Tosses him his gun. He catches it. Let's go. Let's go. And then what does Clay do? Well, obviously the thing Clay does is he's going to have to set his gun down and pack up their camp. Yep. It's just, it just so weird. It's almost like they're filming this, you know, completely independent. Like we got three teams going, near the three shall meet, and yeah. and or or this was shot for a different episode because it really has no bearing. Oh, on I this think episode it's at all. poor writing. I think it's just poor writing. This is shot for it. It's just this is just a, a crop of just bad writing. And, and yet at the end, they all end up meeting each other at at Griffith Park Observatory, and. Mm-hmm. I got to go there and look at that place. Oh, it's it's beautiful. It's 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 really beautiful. Every time yeah. I've ever gone there, the damn thing's closed for the day, but you uh, can still go on the grounds. There's uh, hiking trails in the back. Oh yeah, that's yeah. They, that's where they shot the uh, the road scenes. Right, and Bronson Canyon is just right down at the bottom. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. That's all oh, the same park. I, I I always thought that was way out in the hinterlands by Vasquez Rock. No, no, no. Bronson Canyon no. is is on ah, one ah. of the sides of Griffith Park. Uh, an inconvenient side, but it's on one of the sides. Um, I think it's on the, don't quote me on this, but I think normally you would come up to Griffith Park Observatory from maybe the north and Bronson Canyon is on yeah. the south. But Okay, so it's on the same side as the uh, trails. Uh, well, there's trails all over the place, but yeah. Yeah, there, there's a there's a, a trailhead in the canyon and whatnot. And when we went in the middle of a weekday, mm-hmm. during the Close. middle of a day... We could not find parking for two miles wow. from from the the thing. We find the park, and we just said, "Screw it, we're not." I didn't. Huh. So I haven't seen Bronson Canyon or or the Bat Cave, which is what that yeah, is. But yeah, yeah. But they got there, so obviously they just drove right on up. No, oh, yeah, they exactly. ignored the parking restrictions. But uh, so yeah, it's just... them off in Palm Jewels. <laughs> Isn't it kind of funny that they didn't really use the cave, even though they were in front of it? Yeah, that is kind of weird, but oh well. Uh, they were probably uh, figured that they would just need to be in the area for uh, Griffith Observatory, and uh, didn't they just need a road? That was it. Could but, be. 
Yeah, it could be. I mean, they, they, a lot of things were sh- are shot around that. Um, yeah, that exactly. Hill. It's a it's a quite lovely little park. There's a theater in there, a Greek theater, um, yeah. for concerts, and I think there's a. In, in fact, I was watching an episode of Fantastic Journey today, uh, shot a year before this came out. Uh, also uh, with D.C. Fontana as a story editor. Yeah. And uh, they had a, a shot where they were in almost the exact same location uh, looking up at the observatory. <laughs> it's it's popular. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's popular. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a beautiful building. Yeah. Anybody who goes out near Los Angeles should uh, definitely go have a look. Yeah. I, I hope someday to actually get to go inside and see what it's like indoors. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no clue what it looks like inside. You know, I think, I think it was featured in the pilot episode of MacGyver. Oh, wow, I'd have to go find that one because, uh, because in the pilot episode, MacGyver lived at Griffith Park Observatory. Nice place if you can get it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah, they they changed that uh, with the first actual episode of the show, but in the pilot, I think he lives at the observatory. Right. I don't know if it's called the Griffith Park Observatory, but he he lives, he lives at, there. Yeah. You know, it's one of those. It's like, oh, that's right. really at the observatory that he lives at. Um, at all of which is, you know, like totally tangent to this episode. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So the other thing about Francis that I want to uh, get at. Right. Let's in the dream sequence. They are. I I really <laughs> hate this dream. The, the whole dream sequence, because they're all being frightened and they're all. Yeah, running because they're runners, right? Yeah. Jessica at one point has this imagination that she's back at Carousel, and it's this point when a guy in a I want to say a Carousel outfit shows up, but it's completely wrong. You know, he, it's black and yeah, nah. the design is wrong, and yet it's pretty clear you're supposed she's supposed to recognize that because they're showing it's... you the other Carousel outfits, and then suddenly this guy shows up. It's like, could they not find one of the original costumes, even the mask at least? Could they have not found one of the original masks and used it or recreated it for that? It would have been so much. I don't mind if they want to put him in black or with a robe instead of white spandex, but at least they could have got the mask right. And it's so obviously death. And it's so obvious it should be Francis. And yet the voice is so obviously not Francis. Yeah, that was confusing. And then in the last scene when the mask comes off, oh, look, it's Francis. Yeah, it's like, why did they bother with that? They're, it's like it's like they hit the, the randomized button for subtlety. Ooh, huh, who'll be clever with this? Uh, no, you missed. And, you know, we've got this, uh, you've, you've got this sub, uh, scene and and they they botched the whole thing (laughs) big shock there there's a scene where they're going deeper and deeper into this sleep problem and they're gonna die and jessica is alone and she's scared and in the real world she's reaching out to logan Mm -hmm. but of course logan's on the bed next to her or the next bed over and he's asleep and he's also experiencing his 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 now rem and his girlfriend eventually yeah. solve the problem when Rem tells her that in his uh, in the Logan society they all have to go die at age 30 and suddenly she goes oh 
it's a deaf culture. Well, let me recalibrate the machines. Well, yeah. And then what they should have done is that Logan and Jessica reaching out their hands should have found each other's hands and and grasped each other. And the strength of that gave them what they needed to get out of that, gave them the hope they needed to get out of the the dreams. Right? They yeah. should have they should have done it themselves. They should have found the courage. They should have found the hope. They should have found the companionship, the 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 love, whatever it is. They needed to bring that up out of themselves, and they didn't. And there are times when it feels like they are both in the same dream together. Yes, definitely. When obviously they aren't, and it it yeah oh boy it just it's just a very poor uh, idea all all around. <laughs> Like I said before, I think that it's just, they're just green lighting the first drafts. <laughs> it it really doesn't not... feel like it has a polish on it. Yeah. Uh, anybody sitting through this and actually thinking about it would have come to that conclusion as well. Yes. So, so can't we do a little bit better here? Can't we? Can't we? Uh, here's another one that bugs me about the dream. What What happens in the dream that is the very first thing, very first time it's happened in this series? Uh, we'd see Logan and Jessica hug, kiss. You hear Jessica tell Death that she loves Logan. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right? There is no hint of that in the real world because right. they keep these two chaste. But yeah, exactly. He, yeah. He, you know, there have been times when they ask that question of people, do you love Jessica and or do you love Logan? And they never answer yes. Right. They Very always dodge deeply. the question. Right. Yeah, somehow. But here, deep down, at the deepest level in Jessica's dreams, she admits she loves Logan. And that is why that should have been what helped them get out. Yep, that definitely would have added some more, not even nuance, it just would have added to the, the episode in so and many ways. strength to their character and strength to their friendship or their love oh, or whatever it is. Dangerously you... close to development. Yeah, yes. dangerous. And, and, you know, considering this tangent again, mm-hmm. so you've got the two of them. Now we know Jessica loves Logan. And, you know, let's face it, we know Logan loves Jessica. I mean, we, we, we know that because it's television, but but it's not love like a, a married couple. It's love like not not it's more the brother and a sister, but it's just not a normal. Could either one of them have a romantic entanglement uh, could, with could each the, other or the, somebody else? No, with other people. So they pull into town and Jessica falls in love with somebody. Could could this show go there, given the setup that they have? Um, I think if they did, they would have to actually then broach the subject of they actually love each other, how they feel, you know, or yeah, is it going to be? Feel, yeah, it's going to be that episode where Logan's all sulky and what's the matter, Logan? Are you feeling jealous <laughs> because Jessica has fallen in love with this guy and is planning on staying here? With Togar the Barbarian? Yes, yes, I am. Well, you need to tell her how you feel. I can't. Oh. I would never do that because she's <laughs> in, she's happy and I don't want to ruin that. Well, Logan, it seems to me like your happiness is going to be ruined if you let hers go and maybe she feels the same way about you. And, you know, I can say it. And, yep. of course, Tobar the Barbarian will die in the end and right, Jessica right. will follow along with him again. And, and or it, you will you will find some other reason not to be with Jessica. Yeah. Right. Like I have that, to go on this quest or yeah. You know. Right. That would actually 
create character development and they would move on with some sort of uh, uh, arc in their their existence, which I I don't think that could ever happen in this this show. No, it's I, just not in it. They they have really they have really hamstrung these two. Oh yeah, and and Rem is the big. I'll just I'll I'll bleep it myself. Beep block in this story, <laughs> and uh, oh yeah, and as he was designed to be. Yep. Uh, excuse us, Rem, but uh, Jessica and I would like to make mad, passionate love now. All right, I'll watch. <laughs> Don't yeah, mind exactly. me; I'm an android. I'm just a machine. Remember, it's like <laughs> it's like having the nightlight on. Just, yep. Like, there you go. So yeah, and then yeah, Francis dumb as a post at the end. <laughs> wow. But <laughs> Logan shot him. Yes, Logan shot him. He's never done and... that before. He at the beginning of this episode, he shot the two guys because right. that gun is harmless. Every time he sees Francis, he should just shoot him. Mm-hmm. And every time Francis sees Logan, he should just shoot him. Yes, right. They have a shoot him and he doesn't move gun. None yes. of this Logan. <laughs> like, I th- I thought that uh, that Logan had shot Francis before. I. So, I him. think the only time he's hurt Francis is when he clubbed him over the head with a gun butt in the in the <laughs> pilot. I don't think he's actually shot uh, him before. Well, I'm not going to go back and look. So, but this was a weird one. This is I remember like the last time the last time they were in a situation like this, he gave him his word. I'll give you my word that I'm well, not yeah, coming. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's always good. It's like yeah, I'm not taking your word. Zap. He'll be out for six <laughs> hours. We're gone. Yeah. In in. Two things there. Well, three. All right. First off, or eight. Once again, once again, Logan does not take the weapons of the Sandman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, secondly, I actually did notice that there are uh, force settings on the back of the the pistol. Yes. I'd seen that in some illustrations of people who have uh, made their own, but it's like oh, I don't remember that from the movie or the. Are TV these the same series, props but... as the movie? Or yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. There. I don't think there'd be any reason for them to. Uh, go out and buy new ones. Uh, well, occasionally because they've we would lost see... the old ones, but yeah. Well, I think in the early on, they used the flame effect because they had a little um, acetylene gas mm-hmm. generator in there that would make a nice flash on the front. But now they're doing nothing but uh, stunning people, so they don't even have that. They just had the blue line and whatever. I want to so say they... I think we actually Third. saw the flash. Uh, a couple of weeks ago when he blew something up. Right. Only when he actually destroys something. Yeah. Yeah, when they destroyed the computer. Yeah, yeah. They, that's right. He had the, the acetylene uh, flare right there. Uh, yeah, so uh, not taking the guns. Guns have four settings. And, uh, oh, shoot, what was the other one? Not taking their cars. Oh, yeah, not disable. Well, not properly disabling their vehicles. And when um, Francis and Clay... Uh, we're in the the dream session. Yeah. What would have happened if they would have gone to D level? Well, Ariana would have uh, now knowing that they're a death cult. It's been reprogrammed, so they wouldn't. Hmm. Even after they shot her. Well, I mean, they've already reprogrammed it. So yeah. Ariana's not. Des- even though they shot her, she's not designed to hurt them. So she's an android. She's not supposed to hurt them. Yeah. Yeah. So. Not supposed to hurt them yet. They'll go to dealable and die. Wow, that's uh, their own uh, fault. Oh, <laughs> right. Yes, of course. 
And they, <laughs> they voluntarily came to the sleep center, so they wanted to be put on the machine. So remember, that was the logic she used when Logan and, and Jessica oh, got yeah, in. Oh, yeah, like, why are they Anyone yeah. who came here obviously knows they're coming here for that. I mean, it's a it is a mistake on her part, but it is. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, we have to go here. You know, you know you're in trouble when your android character fires sparks out of his shoulder. <laughs> to me, that sounds like a good time for a reboot. Maybe a system reload. That that was the level of stupid comedy who thought this was a good idea. Remember that bar is just one Lego brick high. You know those those little flat Legos? The little yeah. like half or third yeah, size. Not even, yeah, uh, not even the 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 little uh, platform size. Two by fours. This is just a plate. Yeah, plate size. That's what they call them. It's a it's a plate Lego bar. Mm-hmm. The f- I I I couldn't even when I watched that. I just I, I threw up my hands and I paused the ah. thing and I said I'm I'm coming back to this later. I can't I can't do this. That's you know, it would it would have been no different than if if they had done an effect where Rem's head spun three hundred and sixty degrees on his head, and he'd gone waka waka waka, or something. It, it was yeah, or it had some sort of a uh, a, a, a like an eye twitch or something like that. But yeah, no, they got to be fancy and have the sparks, sparks coming, coming out, of out of his shoulder. Yeah, because. Oh, we haven't said because he's in love and he doesn't realize he's in love. He doesn't even know Ariana is an android at that point when he starts sparking. He just, he just does. And they try to explore this in their ham-fisted way. We've said it before. Rem is not devoid of emotion. He he clearly is not devoid of emotion. He says he is, but he isn't. In a way, he's like, he's like Mr. Data. And and Data had emotions too. He just didn't think he did, right? So, but he's obviously self-aware enough that he realizes she's having an effect on him. She realizes he's having an effect on her. And I mean, they even try kissing. Yeah. How the heck is it that Logan and Jessica don't get a kiss in this series, and Rem and the cat because right. Logan and Jessica can't have a romantic relation, so who's left? Has to be Rem. Yep. And, of course, it has to be an android. What if next town, it's an actual girl who falls in love with him? Well, that's going to be confusing for old Rem. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, who knows what's going to spark at that point? it, It is not just that this is a stupid idea. It's not exactly a stupid idea that that these androids who do obviously have some emotions might actually develop some sort of a like for each other. That, sure. That, that, that but, isn't, but it's the way they've gone about this. Right. That they've, they've, they lack the self-awareness that is happening. And <sighs> also at, at the end, when Rem kisses her and he's all happy that his theory is correct. You be kind or whatever he it, said. It's like, and then she's all pouty about it. It's like, oh man, just you know, stereo. Yeah, yeah. You just there should be a little banner that shows up and says, "Here's a stereotypical reaction." Okay, oh, man, I'll give you another one like this. I'll give you another one. Bothered me far worse, but it, but it's the exact same thing. Okay, Rem has to save his friends, 
So he uses a jammer to jam Ariana so that he has time yeah. to think. And what happens when she gets past the jamming? She's really mad at him. Yes. And and it's a it's not I'm mad at you because my job is to do this. It's how could you do that to me? <laughs> right? It's yeah. it's it's a stereotypical woman trope from movies. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> like she's really bad. And he just needs to silver tongue her a little bit. And I don't mean that in a pornographic way. He just needs to silver Ew. tongue her a little bit. And suddenly she's all like, all right, I forgive you. And it it really is awful. <laughs> it's, just, it's just awful at every level. Yeah, I think at that point the bar was a photograph of a Lego. <laughs> it was, no, it was a Lego that had been pounded into the ground <laughs> upside down. At Run this over. Point, yeah. <laughs> Not a good, this is, I hope this is the one that got them canceled. <laughs> I I think that happened earlier, but yeah, I, I couldn't tell you which episode it was, but I... I'm thinking it's season one, episode one, Logan's Run. Yeah. But, uh, can we can we find the Nielsen ratings for these? I don't I'd know. I'd love to see what the shares are. <laughs> or at least maybe their rankings. We could probably find their, their weekly ranking on them. Uh, Is there anything else about this execrable episode of Logan's Run? It's <laughs> a good way of describing it. Um, other than, uh, they, they burned a lot of film doing the slow-mo dream, uh, Did they? yeah, Did they? at least twice as much. Uh, but I was impressed with the, uh, uh, the, the net in front of the lens and the, the six point star focus, uh, star filter they had on there for, you know, a lot of the, uh, uh, in-camera effects. I was not impressed by the scene where death is coming down the stairs and Jessica's around the corner, oh. and she sees him and then turns and runs in terror. And then cut back to death at the top of the stairs, yep. and Jessica at the corner looking at him, and she turns around and runs. And I'm not, I'm not making this up. For those of you who did not watch this, if that did not get run ten times, it yeah, didn't get it run was, at all. It, yeah, it exactly. Over and over and over again in yep. slow motion. A lot of wasted time. A lot of wasted time. More filler. You know, I think it's, yeah. 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 <laughs> a lot more filler. <laughs> <laughs> Logan's Run now with 90% more filler. Uh, oh, it did take Rim twice saying that, uh, yeah, uh, that uh, in the society that the, uh, the, the kids come from, the pets come from, that uh, they're put to death when they turn 30. Yes, he did actually say it earlier and then yeah, said it again later. And she goes, what? Oh, why didn't exactly. you tell me that earlier? That did happen. Yes. Yep. And maybe someday we'll find out what a number 32 Isodon is and why Rem is low on them. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's got to top up his Isodon uh, tank every once in a while. <laughs> Other than that, nothing. Uh, no, no, nothing. But uh, the, the listeners should definitely um, watch the episode and comment. Oh, yeah. And tell us where we're wrong. Yes. Did you love Future Past? Do you understand yeah. why it's called Future Past? <laughs> Please <laughs> tell us. We Dude, don't. What was good about this? I, I, wow. Yeah. This, this is, this is the nader so far of Logan's <laughs> run. Yes. All right. Well, let's 
turn our attention now to Carousel. Francis is hot on Rem and his pet's tails when the solar vehicle stops operating. Getting out to defend themselves, Logan is shot by locals with a dart, while Rem and Jessica are teleported into a very cost-effective holding area. They are told that the people who live in this area protect themselves by forcing the erasure of the memory of the last year from any visitors' minds and then sending them on their way. Logan was carrying a weapon, therefore they erased his memory immediately. Rem and Jessica have been brought in to be told that their memory is going to be erased, and then they will be released. Jessica pleads that erasing their memories will result in serious harm to them. They deliberate. Meanwhile, Logan has recovered and cannot figure out where he is. Francis comes along, and Logan is completely compliant and disbelieving that he could possibly be a runner. He agrees to return to the City of Domes for the Truth Scan. Rem and Jessica's captors agree to release them unmolested, and they follow Logan back to the City of Domes. Breaking back in, Jessica meets up with the Underground Runner Railroad and explains what's happening. They agree to help because Logan, testifying at Carousel that Sanctuary doesn't exist, would be a significant blow against their movement. Francis is happy that his old pal is back in the Sandman game and they can continue to kill runners together. When they hunt their first runner, Logan hesitates and Francis must make the kill. Logan reminds Francis that it was his turn to take the kill. Francis buys this, but what does Logan actually think? The runners must know what Logan knows, so Rem suggests Jessica seduced Logan, which she tries but ultimately cannot because Logan is her friend. Instead, she spills the beans that she is the runner Jessica Six and that they've been together outside. Did I mention that Logan is in full-on sandband mode right now? It wasn't Jessica's best idea because Logan raises his gun to kill the runner, but he cannot quite bring himself to do it, and he tells her to get out. Heartbroken, Jessica returns to the runner's base and tells them the news. There's where it gets kind of tricky. Francis yeah. is happy to have his best friend back, but when the elders tell him that Logan must testify at assembly before Carousel, Francis worries that Logan is going to die in Carousel. Relax, say the elders. We just need Logan to denounce Sanctuary, and then he can go back to his former life. Relieved, Francis believes them, and when he leaves the room, suddenly it's all like, oh yeah, he's going to die at Carousel. The runners know that Logan must be stopped, so they hatch a plan to capture him and hold him until the memory wipe fades. As Logan heads to Carousel, he leaves a message behind for Jessica. His memory has returned, and he plans to announce that Carousel and Renewal are lies before the assembly, knowing that this will get him killed. Jessica and her friends rescue Logan. Francis cries, Curses foiled again! And Rem and his pets escape the City of Domes once more. The end. No, we have a couple more episodes left. What'd you think of this one? Um, it was a, mm. it was interesting to see them go back to the city of domes, the uh, new city, obviously, because that's a different mall. Yeah, it's a different mall, not in Dallas, I'm guessing. No, um, no. Interesting red brick floors, though, or red tile floors. Very, very wow. California. Holy cow! Remind me of gigantic pizza pizza kitchen. It was an okay episode. You know, they tried to pack a lot into it. Yep. Yep, they did. 
still, you know, if you employ any sort of logic, you realize that the old men in the city are just idiots. But, you know, nothing new there. There's that. Yeah. I thought it interesting that the Sandman's duties have been explained as uh, terminating traitors. Yeah. And looking for conspirators. Yes, that was kind of interesting. That does change the dynamics of the way the city is run. Before, it was almost a a religious affair uh-huh. when one went to Carousel, that you were doing the bidding of an unknown higher power, which is never mentioned or probably not even realized, other than it's the group uh-huh. um, that you're assisting, perhaps. And it, yeah, so reincarnation for, for political reasons, pretty much. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, at least the Sandmen know that. We don't know about the general population. But I'll tell you, what I think is interesting is how big of a group they had. And I know they had a fairly big group in the uh, in the, uh, the movie. Um, in the movie. Yeah, before Logan had them all killed. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. But, um, you know, with the with that new door and with the stuff that Rem did them, they should just be funneling people out and go to hell with it. Oh, yeah. You, you like, no, no, we have to stay. We have to stay behind to help others. It's like, well... Well, they do, but then they would be recruiting more people. You know, apparently carousels at least once a week. So, yeah, you'd think that you there'd think be it would have of... to be every day, wouldn't you? I don't Today know. Today is somebody's last day. It all depends on, uh, uh, on how, how accurate their are... measurement system is. Maybe they, maybe everyone's birthday is on a Friday. Yeah, it might be. And no I mean, one notices. Right. <laughs> and that was, uh, you know, incubator uh, hatching day. That the, could be. Yeah, the, the creche. Everybody just gets dispensed at that moment. Yeah. <laughs> that way we only, actually once a month, that way we only once have to a carousel month. once a month. Yeah, it, it's, yeah, it might uh, yeah. be. It might be everything's you know, just done in clockwork, you know? Everybody... In in the movie, though, it was pretty clear it was every day because they were, you know, giving like the dates and we saw a couple of carousels and uh, it was. Yeah, yeah, I guess it was implied. It wasn't actually mentioned that every day is carousel for somebody. Uh, but yeah, it, I guess if if there are that many people in the city, and how many people were in Carousel? About it, dozen? About 40, I think. 40? Really? That I many? remember I did the math for the movie, and I don't remember. Uh, oh, I yeah, don't remember you came, up, the top the, of my... you came yeah. up with an approximate number of how many inhabitants. It, it was like, I think it was like 38 to 40 people were in the Carousel in the movie version. So if you had that many people per day, then mm. yeah, that makes you could extrapolate the city population. But, but uh, yeah, it, it was... Yeah, you don't want to think about that too much. You know, the funny thing is, I actually would well, put this episode in the top half. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it goes to now, the top I'm not, half. I'm, I'm not sure that's a great half to be in, but I I was kind of entertained by it. I kind of could really... I really wanted to see more of Francis's dilemma here because... You know, he, he's put in a very weird situation here. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is more than happy to just go right back to to be in the happy-go-lucky Sandman, except he now knows the lie at, right. of the world that he lives in. He will never be, he can never be the same Sandman, even if he thinks. Well, also, he knows that if he fulfills his part of the bargain, that he gets to live. So it really mm-hmm. doesn't matter what he thinks is going to happen because he already has, you know, his retirements. He, he has the golden parachute. Here's the, here's the thing. Francis had exactly one more day of believing that because when they put Logan on carousel and killed him, 
he would now know that the elders cannot keep their word. Oh, and yeah. If he yeah. Half a brain, he would realize he's not getting on that council. Yep. That's another lie, and you're just gullible enough to buy it. Right. So, in a way, you would think that the elders would go, you know, we're going to have to take Francis out too, right? And all the other Sandmen who've been outside. And he, and here's a, I just just for giggles, Sheila comes along and she says, oh, you've been gone a, long, a while there, Logan, or here's you've gone away or whatnot. She doesn't mention the fact that Francis has also been gone, right? I mean, he's been gone just as long as Logan has. Right, yeah. As have probably all those other Sandmen. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody well, noticed that they were missing. Go, whatever happened to them? Yeah. Oh, and they're back. Where were you? I was um, in the north sector. Uh, I was outside, but the air is still poisoned. You can't exist out here for long. You have to have a car to uh, to breathe in. Yeah. 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 Let's let's try a different approach. Let's take a look at the people who do the memory wipe. <laughs> yes. What little we know how about. Is, how is this a good idea? Well, I guess in the people that they've done the memory wipe on, it's worked. Yeah. But they you know. literally said it only lasts a few months to it. Right. To then a... they come back and they wipe their memory again and send them about their way. And then they come back. And, and all the people yeah. like Jessica and Rem, who they don't wipe, they actually talk to and say, uh-huh. here's what we're doing. We're going to wipe your memory and then set you loose. Those people in, in you know, a couple months or a couple weeks or a year will suddenly get their memory back and they will know what to look out for. Right. And they go, oh, they must have something worth protecting. Well, Physica, assemble. Yeah. Well, they did do a scan of their brains to get the information about sanctuary. So they must be able to look into the minds of the people that they've captured to figure out what their motives are. So uh, they could at least make sure they do a good mind wipe on people who secretly do want to do them harm. It's not a foolproof plan, I'll tell you that. It's, it, and the question is, why do they call it putting them in transit when they don't actually take them anywhere? They just apparently dart them and... I think the writer liked the sound of it. I couldn't figure out the use of that term at all. It's like uh, you did nothing with Logan except leave his body there. <laughs> yeah. And then you didn't bother to take the other guys with guns who showed up. Yeah, I don't and, know. It Very ins- inconsistent policies on that. Yes. Yes, there was some inconsistency there. Um, So, we learned something new about Logan. He's a randy dog when he's a Sandman. Well, heck yeah. But uh, once he went runner, like that. Yeah, I guess he went to be nice guy and uh, never hit on Jessica. Does that seem viable? That doesn't, that does not, no. just does not. No. No. Uh, and, of course... I can't seduce Logan. He's my friend. Yeah. Oh, man. Rem's like, wouldn't that make it easier? Yeah, but I know all about him. Yeah, wouldn't that make it easier? <laughs> but Rem, but he's a friend. Rem may get the, the uh, title of Captain Obvious here in a minute. <laughs> I, I honestly was Ow. rooting for Rem in that conversation. It's like, Rem, you're, you're on the money. She's yep. 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 <laughs> she doing this for his own good, for your own good, and... It's like it's not it's not wrong in the city of domes. Right. And how did Logan happen to get stuck with the most prudish woman in the entire city? Exactly. It's not wrong in the city of domes. These are people who live a hedonistic lifestyle of sex yeah. and, 
that out. And all yeah. the pleasures available to them, yes. For their 30 years, you would think that Jessica could, you know, do one for the team. Yeah, you know. With old, her, you know. Gold times. Yeah, it's not like Logan's really your brother. Just because uh-huh. you treat him like one. Yeah. And nobody said you had to sleep with him. Uh-huh. Even that. But she couldn't even kiss him. Even yeah. though, uh, yeah, that was painful to watch. And and not just yeah, painful to watch, but like, oh, I can't do this. I can't do this, Logan. I'm actually a runner that you're supposed to kill that you don't remember. And uh, we got to, you know, f- you, your memory's been wiped and we got to save you and, and stuff. So uh, why are you pointing a gun at me, Sandman? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. And then to make that scene worse. And I'm not picking on it. I honestly, like I said, this is one of the better ones, but. She then runs back to the the runners, <laughs> and she's like, oh, he doesn't remember anything, and it's, it's all lost. And, like, he didn't shoot you. Yeah. He didn't shoot you. Did you not notice the part where you're not dead? <laughs> yeah, there's something there stopping him from doing it. Something stopped that, and you should have been a little more. And, then, of course, I think Michael, I think it's Michael, right, the head of the, the runners, and yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. that's right. I, I, he's like, well, then we're going to have to take care of Logan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, yeah, you kind of do have to kill him. Yep, that's where everybody went to. But but he actually wanted just to keep him on ice until they can get him out of the city. Wow, I'm yeah, impressed. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't, <laughs> it didn't feel like that was one of those things like, it, it, it should have been where he wanted to kill him and Jessica is like, no, we can't kill him. All right, fine. We'll keep him on ice for that. I think that's why uh, the the leader of their uh, cell wasn't a, a you know chosen to be a Sandman because he doesn't have the killing instinct. It could be. I mean, it could be that yeah. just from a story standpoint, they're trying to present these people as good guys that wouldn't kill yeah, somebody. Exactly. Right. Oh, we would never kill anybody. It would never occur to you. But right, we're we're an very anti death by our very nature. Yeah. It would have been much better if they'd gone to commercial after he said that. Well. We're clearly going to have to take care of Logan. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, yeah, that would have been good. Brush your teeth with Astro Clean. <laughs> and then then come back, and then Jessica's like, what? <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to knock him out and lock him up in the lock him up in our nicely apportioned old part of the city that nobody goes to, that we just all hang out in, and nobody notices. Right, it's no, yeah, exactly. Nobody notices anybody's in there. <laughs> and we, we're all tracked all the time with the tracers and the computers. So, yeah, that, the minutes is like, yeah, let's, yeah. What else have you got? I got a few more uh, things, but I feel like I'm monopolizing it no, with my no, that's little, fine. Uh, I'm, I'm fighting a cold tonight, so I'm, I'm not on top of it all, which is sad well, because I did like the whole little bit about uh, we've learned that it's more of a political thing and not a, uh, a, a, a religious type of, uh, order that the, Sandmen are part of. I I, I read, eh, this is a tangent, uh, recently, and I don't remember where it was, that the that the council was added after, not in this episode, but in the pilot, the council was added after the pilot was shot. Uh, and also the city, the stuff in the mountain city uh, where they picked hey. up Rem. So apparently the, the pilot did not envision... Francis being a duplicitous slime uh, and also did not envision Rem and the networks made them make some changes. Interesting. And uh, 
part of it was that. And so that could explain why in some episodes, Francis does really seem like he's just out to get Logan because he betrayed me. And, you know, it, it, his motivations seem kind of to drift a little bit. Yeah. But, but that well, was probably possibly. what they were going at. But, you know, in this one, obviously he had to have, that had to have been part of the original scenario, uh, the council. And, uh, and, and those guys talk about ninja, huh? Logan goes into a darkened room, talks to a computer, and then he leaves the room and the lights come up. And those guys were just sitting there. Yeah. Wow. I never knew that they were so good at hiding there in their chairs in the dark. 10 feet away from Logan. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of uh, weak. Yeah. They could have just filed into the room after he was gone or something. I guess they wanted to make everything more mysterious. Yeah, that that's what that did. Hey, I'm, I'm craftsman at straws here. <laughs> uh, the, the teleplay was by D.C. Fontana. So Based on a story by somebody else. Yeah. By a guy named Richard Breen Jr., who I can only find making episodes of Ironside and Ironside and, and uh, Hunter. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. Hunter, uh, huh? There's yeah. a show I haven't heard of in forever. Yeah, exactly. I never really watched it, so I don't know it too much like about it. looks like you wrote it. for Mannix. Uh, well, same genre, I guess. Yeah, I don't see Hunter. Huh, okay. I'm looking at IMDb. Mannix, Ironside, Logan's Run, three credits. One episode each. Huh, interesting. 74, and 78. This is his last credit. Uh, the the hunter thing I, I it was on TV Guide, could be like multiple Breens, or it could be uh, that could his be. name's slightly different, and they've got him broken up in IMDb. And uh, Richard L. Breen Jr. Yep, it's pretty Richard L. Breen. Pretty exact, pretty specific. Yeah, yeah. It looks like he wrote a book too, uh, but I hope it's not a book on script writing. No, it's not. Thank goodness for that. <laughs> is it a not? Is it picture or non? Uh, um. Well, sorry, fictionish. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll... It's yeah, about a, it's about a private detective in a wheelchair who's escaping from his thirtieth birthday and expressive. Uh, no, uh, um, it's yeah, not yeah, it's weird. Not that. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. Weird. Octoroon ball. Anyways, um, yeah, I'm wondering the uh, teleplay by DC Fontana. It, in other ones, she's had a, a major hand in messing with it. Does she make sure that uh, Logan and Jessica are pretty much brother and sister? I don't know that I put that together. I mean, they're practically brother and no. sister in every episode. I'm looking at synopsis, and no, I don't think so. But I mean, I could see how she would be because yeah. if she is, you know, representing the production uh, as the script editor, and the network has decreed that they want no hanky-panky, then it would be up to her to modify a script or a story that had that element in it. Eh. Um, I think this would have been a better story if uh, Jessica could have seduced Logan uh, over to running again. Oh, that would have been awesome. You know, that I mean, would have been awesome. We didn't get that opportunity in the first one because of the way it was set up with just the, like, Logan, don't! Okay, I won't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, but in this, you know, if they could have here given the opportunity to show Logan grow back into a runner, mm -hmm. to show the inevitability of 
Logan becoming a runner, not that, oh, yeah, that the memory drug wore off. Uh, right. And then after he decides to become a runner, then he realizes that he's done it before. Yeah, that would have been. Yeah, that would have been far a much more writing than these people would be capable of. We'd have never been able to do that in 48 minutes. We definitely have to make that one a two parter. Uh, yeah. How can we have all these people running through the corridors and stuff and, and, and include that? Oh, oh, there were a lot of there were a lot of people in that mall. Yes, I mean I don't know how much they charge the, uh, you know how how much they pay the extras for that, but wow, they had a lot of people walking through that mall, and all I could think of was, well, so we've got a bunch of sandmen patrolling, mm-hmm. and we've got a bunch of people walking around, and they're just you know kind of chatting with each other and maybe flirting a little bit and and whatnot, but what actually are they doing? Milling. <laughs> That's what you Milling do for at 30 the years. You mill. You mill. There aren't even <laughs> stores there. Uh-huh. It's like they're well, just milling through corridors um, in, in mass the quantities. In the distance, for the I think on the right side in a couple of shots, you can see signage for the, the stores in the malls. And that kind of keeps with the movie where things seem to be laid out like a mall. You go into the new you to get a new face and whatnot. And... Uh, uh, it, it's, yeah, you enter through it, a mall in in the movie, but in this, it looks like this is just oh, it was a bunch horrible. of people milling about. Yeah, it, yeah, it was. Yeah, it's. It, it was that the most futuristic mall that they could rent for a day in all of Los Angeles? Probably. Remember that Holy was cow. 1978. Yeah, but malls were really, you know, popular back then. There is a shot. There is one shot in this that that I thought we might be able to identify the mall. There's a shot where they're coming down an escalator and, and, and you are looking up at at least five stories areas of mm-hmm. escalators and curved balconies and curved dome. And I, and, and so there was a mall in Taipei and I can't think of its name off the top of my head. And it was in Chinese anyway. So why would we think that I uh, would know what the name of the mall is? But, um, it's a big dome, it's a big wow. globe, and that's exactly the configuration it had in the middle of the escalators going oh, up. Interesting. It's exactly what I thought of, and I said that is a that is a a globe building of some kind. We ought to be able to find that. Sith. But alas, I didn't actually bother to look. So, yeah, unfortunately, I didn't do much research either. Yeah, I figured if I looked up Logan's Run in malls, I'm just going to find the one in Dallas. In uh, yeah. Yeah, so it, it might be it might be interesting to find out if if anybody out there is is big into locating uh, shooting locations uh, from shows. Uh, let us know where that was, but it, it was that was interesting, and it looked nothing like the rest of that mall. Right, the rest of that mall looked like the dullest mall ever, and that one piece looked like wow, this could actually be kind of cool. So, um, yeah, the. Uh... I I have no idea how to find out, you know, like, does somebody have a a, a, a big uh, website of old malls in Los Angeles? <laughs> kind of sad old malls are being torn down. True, and true. I, I don't know how it is in Los Angeles, but, you know, in the last 10 years that I go over there, there is this, this is, boy, this is, we're in a tangent here. This one could be destined for the, for the bin. Uh, malls yeah. used to be a big thing. And then <laughs> Huge. Uh, California, which... Has very nice weather in a lot of the places in California. I'm, I'm not going to deny that. Uh, they have gone to these damn outside 
malls. They've yes. eliminated the the indoor malls and they've now built these. They're not exactly high streets, but because they're not real streets, but they're mm-hmm. broad streets through the middle for pedestrians and then shops on the side in either, you know, a, adjoined buildings. But um, and it works in California and it's spreading everywhere else. And I don't know if it's like that in Minnesota, but in Arizona, where it gets to 122 degrees Fahrenheit in the summer, <laughs> it's a stupid idea. And <clears throat> they're doing that here. Um, so the malls are coming down and these things are being built up. So, I mean, it, it's possible that thing is long gone and, and we'll never, we'll never find it. One thing that I wanted to bring to your attention is we've asked this question and uh-huh. wondered what the circumstances were. And now we know with 100% certainty that Francis is tracing Logan's tracer. Yep. His follower. Yeah, because at one point he said in this inside the city, Francis's tracer can track me anywhere. And I'm thinking, okay, we we knew that, but we also knew that it could trace you out in the outside world. Right. So it's like it's a it's a tracer, it's doing something, but then they they ruin this. With Francis running up to a thing and knocking the box aside to find Logan and instead finds his his tracker. Yep. It's like, wait, it's not tracking Logan. It's tracking Logan's tracker. How do they hunt runners then? I don't know. Maybe everybody has a follower surgically implanted in their abdomen. You know, when they had the life clocks. <laughs> yeah, the crystals in their hands. That made a lot more sense. But with this... uh yeah, and so it's definitely time to lose that little flashlight, Logan, and find a better one. Yes, maybe um, Rem has one in his box. Yeah, Jeez. or or Rem could just fix it so that doesn't work. Oh, anymore. now there's a thought. Speaking of Rem fixing things, oh, the car's not working. Everything seems fine, but the car's broken. Well, maybe it's not broken. <laughs> I don't know. Let's get out and not bother about that, Rem. <laughs> He doesn't even go, I'll take a look and see. He just takes Logan's word for it that it's not working and we better leave. That hurt. That scene hurt. It really did. It's like, this is what you are in the car for, Rem, to fix it when it breaks. That's your job. That and taking care of the pets. Good. By making sure that they're fed and watered. Yeah, fed and watered and kept them away. Uh, Yeah, I don't know... um, See, the city is accessed by the Los Angeles Aqueduct. Yes, yes, that's very important. I think everything in the future is. Yep. <laughs> they, they like their waterworks uh, entrances for some reason. There is a slight chance that the interior we saw was the Hotel Bonaventure. A slight chance. That sounds familiar. That name, too. The hotel. It's, it is the classic uh, blue glass columned uh, building that we've seen in the beginning of Buck Rogers and all sorts of other science fiction shows. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's okay. the Westin, Hotel Bonaventure, Westin, Los Angeles. Yeah. It might Good. have looked like that a long time ago <laughs> in the inside. You think including the stuff that we think might be a mall, maybe is just corridors in there? Uh... I think it might be uh, like associated meeting areas. Yeah. 
you know, corridors to other uh, sections of, uh, or of, of well, uh, conference rooms and things like that. That's a guess. I, I haven't found any information about what it looked like back in the 70s. But yeah. Damn it. Why wasn't the internet around then? Jeez. I'm sure there's somebody that's made a coffee table book <laughs> of that. In and hotels. Uh, yeah. Ish. <laughs> Um, did you notice that Logan's apartment looked damn similar to the apartment that were provided for in The Collectors? Uh, no, I didn't, but that makes sense. It wasn't an exact copy, but it was very, very so. Of course, in The Collectors, they're pretending to be the city of Domes, but the fact that they, that they managed to, to decorate it twice <laughs> in a similar way, uh, is for this show kind of impressive. Really, yeah. I'm every time we see an interior of uh, something like that, I'm I'm just uh, aghast at the the pop art furniture they have all oh, over the place in copious amounts. Holy yeah. cow! Wow. I, I don't I don't think that they beat out. Let's see, which is it? It's probably Doctor Who Invasion of Time, where we wander up and down the corridors of Gallifrey, and they just have corridors where they just stick a plastic chair in no, no. logical place <laughs> along the sides. Or... Yeah, oh, I need to break this up somehow. Oh, get a hassock. Yeah, just throw it in there. Don't worry about it. I know it. we're using the same corridor over and over again. So let's put a chair this time, potted mm-hmm. plant this time, uh, uh, you know, a column over here. And, yeah. Uh, random painting. Yeah. We'll, we'll fool them with our funny footprints. Exactly. Um, uh, all right, I I don't have anything else. Oh, oh, uh, I shout out to Obstinate Sandman at the beginning. Well, I don't believe him, Francis. He's lying. Boy, no, is no, he no. gonna? It, he's gonna go far. Is he gonna? Yeah, is he gonna go far, or is he gonna get a memory wipe? <laughs> I, I Insubordination, <laughs> Zap. <laughs> I think it's far more likely that Francis is going to find out that he's not going to be on the council, and that guy is. Maybe. I also think it's kind of funny that when when Francis reports in that Logan is running again, <laughs> right? He's he comes to and he says the chasing runners in Sector Five or whatever, and what are their names? Logan Five, Jessica Six. It's a very long time before any other Sandmen show up to help him. Mm, yeah, a, a very long time. In fact, it's all done and dusted, and they're they're gone before anybody else shows up. And who's first out the gate? Mr. Obstinate Sandman. <laughs> I'm going to get your job, Francis, because you've made Maid look like a fool. Yep, and, and uh, you've been gone most of this year, so yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I did like that uh, Francis seemed to deal with Logan's memory loss pretty easily. So oh, I yeah, he just like... That, I suspect that de- a Sandman dealing with memory loss isn't a very common event. <laughs> I, I think that the uh, the elders and the computer system in the the city of Dome Dome City uh, make liberal use of the reprogramming chamber or TR or wherever the hell they have them. Yeah, <laughs> it's so it's not very good, is it? Because oh no, got no, quite it's... an active resistance going on there. Well, I mean, not amongst the Sandmen. Well, could be that. <laughs> I, I yeah. <sighs> Yeah, they haven't quite figured out that they need to uh, mind wipe the population more. And we do get a little bit of, we we do get very, very brief 
moment where Logan gets to talk to Francis and you know you you've Tries been there you can them, yeah. see it you've seen it why do you still support this this system and you know and and Francis gives so I, I kill you yeah traitor runner and, oh you'll never change Francis and then off off they go because I can only hold one thought in my mind at a time apparently so he was actually screaming, I am a one-dimensional character. Give me pity. <laughs> have pity on me. <laughs> Unless you have anything else, I think we're done. Um, uh, no, not really. Other than why didn't Logan stun Francis instead of letting him just walk away? Was he afraid he'd, like, die down there? I don't know. He'd eaten by rats or maybe the cubs would show up and kill him. Oh, we didn't see them, did we? They don't exist in this world. We we did not. We did not see the cubs. We haven't seen them at all. No, so, they don't exist in this world, I'm afraid. Oh, well. John, thank you for joining me. Oh, you're welcome. It's been fun. Blisters, I hope you'll join us all again next time on Fusion Patrol. You've been listening to Fusion Patrol. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, we hope you'll consider supporting us at buymeacoffee.com slash fusionpatrol or patreon.com slash fusionpatrol. For our monthly Patreon subscribers, we're currently running a special series on Babylon 5. Come join the conversation in the comments section of this episode at fusionpatrol.com. You'll also find there over a decade of past episodes. You can find some of our other works at soundcloud.com slash fusionpatrol. Our music is Fight the Future by Amber Wolf. This has been a Lone Locust production. On the next episode of Fusion Patrol, John and Eugene look at the 1955 George Powell classic movie, Conquest of Space, and its attempt at a realistic look at space exploration. We ask the questions, is space for mankind or the exclusive domain of God? And will religion screw up space too? Come join the conversation. Also, don't forget that between now and April 7th, 2023, over at SoundCloud.com slash Fusion Patrol, we're running our special series on Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Check it out.